0: I was recently reading in Exodus about Nadab and Abihu. Now, I realize that most people must look up those names, but they are very important figures in the Old Testament. Let me tell you about them and why they are so important. First, they were important because they were the sons of Aaron whom God personally chose to become priests to serve before him in the tabernacle. Imagine being the first priest called by God to serve. But go further than that and imagine being called by God's own voice. Exodus 28 1. Next, they were important because they were part of the seventy that had worshipped God on the mountain and had come down and had prophesied before the people and helped Moses shoulder the load of speaking to the people on god's behalf exodus twenty four one Lastly, they were important because they decided, in spite of the instructions God had given, to offer strange fire on the altar and God killed them on the spot. Number three to four okay, so you are thinking, thanks now I'm depressed. If God could do that to them, then what about me? I want us to learn from Nadab and Ahibu, but I want us to learn from their lives, not their deaths. God personally called them. Since I believe in the omniscience of God, omni equals all, science equals knowledge, God knows everything, then I have to believe that He knew they would fail, but He called them anyway. What does that mean? What does that mean to me? What this means to me is that, in spite of my worst failures, God will continue to give me chances. In spite of my worst stumbling, He never gives up on reaching out to me no matter how little faith I have, God, the author of faith, is always there and always offering His hands. If I will spend more time looking up for His help and reaching out for His forgiveness, I can spend less time carrying a heavy guilt load and a bunch of shame I was not meant to carry. Here's the best part. If you are a new creature in Christ, you can do the same. If you have surrendered your life to Christ, He will never turn away. Romans 5 9-10, He will never put you to shame and He will in no wise cast you out. John 6 37, I don't know about you, but that is great news to me. I feel more like Paul all the time in Romans 7. For what I am doing, I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now, no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh, for the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin which is in my members. Wretched man that I am! Who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, on the one hand I myself with my mind am serving the law of God, but on the other, with my flesh the law of sin. NASB. Isn't it good to know God won't give up on you? Why not take the time today and thank Him for just that reason? Having thanked Him, let's hang on and get it right so that we don't end up like Nadab and Abihu.